this morning? All right, good, good, good. Hey, before we get rolling this morning, I feel like um, once in a while we got to do this. We just have, a little, have to have a little family talk, okay? You good with that? It doesn't really matter anyway. I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I have to mention the huge Supreme Court decision that was um, just passed down on uh, Friday. Um, I, think it's, I think that's okay. It's okay for us to celebrate that. Um, but, uh, but here's the deal. We know that here at Grace, we got people of all different um, opinions and people who have all different backgrounds and um, different experiences in their life. And I just kind of want to get us all on the same page and, um, and just talk, about, talk through this just real quick. But here's what the Bible says, okay? Because it all depends. It's not, it shouldn't come down to my opinion and this is what I feel like and this is what I, you know, this is how I feel and this is what I think. It should come down to what does God say about the issue, whatever issue that might be. And so in this specific issue, um, the Bible is abundantly clear that life is precious to God, all right? It just is. I'm not making that up. It's, it's what God tells us. And uh, the Bible even goes as far as, far to say as uh, God knows us. He knows everything about us. He actually knew us, the Bible tells us. He knew our personality. He knew what we were going to be like um, while we were even still in our mother's womb. And so um, it's important to kind of point that out. Um, because of that, I think is, honestly, abortion is the greatest moral issue in our society today, hands down. Actually, I don't think anything even comes close. We can have different opinions on politics, that's okay, on immigration, economy, uh, welfare, um, education, you know. We can have different opinions on all these things, but abortion, this is a moral thing. And uh, since Roe versus Wade passed in um, in the early 70s, there's been 61 million children have been killed through abortion in this country, all right? 61 million. In the year 2020, this is the last year that we have, or the latest statistics that we have, there was over 930,000 babies in our country that were aborted. That's almost a million, a million children just in that one year. And it's crazy and it's heartbreaking and um, I think the Bible, I think God is all for women's rights. We as Christians, we should all be for women's rights. Frank, quite frankly, I think the government, this is just my opinion coming from here, the government I think is too involved with our lives just in general. And I don't think the government should have the right to tell a woman what to do with her body. And, uh, and I'm all for women's rights, but I think a woman's right to her body and right to privacy, I think um, that's the right, it comes up against a child's right to life. And when it comes against that, when rights come against rights, right, a right to life is just a more foundational right, right? It's more important. It's more of a right. And so that trumps that. And, um, and we know that in our church, um, I know uh, a lot of you, we have women in our church who have had abortions. We've had women in our church. We have women in our church who have had multiple abortions. And um, the psychological impact of doing that. Um, you know, is something that doesn't get talked about enough on that, you know, on just both moms and dads. And uh, I just want to remind us as Christians is that Christianity, or the greatest maybe thing about Christianity, is knowing that God paid for that sin. He paid for it. And he offers forgiveness. And we're all messed up. And we're all jacked up. And we're all horrible, terrible people, according to the Bible. And uh, as Christians, we have a duty to help people um, find Jesus and help people find that forgiveness that God 
offers to every single person. Um, that's why our church, specifically with this matter, our church helps organizations like Heartbeat Hope Medical here in town and, and also in Fremont. Uh, we support them. I personally support them. I encourage, I think all of us as Christians should put our money where our, where our mouth is and we should be supporting um, organizations like that as well. It's an organization that comes in and helps moms that are hurting and helps moms that are going through some hard things that are on the on the verge trying to figure out whether they should abort their baby or not, they come in and say, instead of saying, hey, um, why don't you just, uh, let's just get rid of this problem or um, why don't we, you know, why don't we kill the child is literally what it is. They come in and say, hey, you can do this and we'll help you. That's what Christians are supposed to do. All right, that's how we're, we're supposed to put our money with our mouth where our mouth is. We're, we're supposed to come alongside the people who are hurting. So I think the Supreme Court decision today um, is the step in the right direction, but I think there's a lot of work that we have to do. And I think we as Christians, this is what I really want to get to, we need to conduct ourselves with gentleness and humility, which some of us are really terrible at, okay? And um, this isn't always just an in-person thing, okay? This is... You know, what I see is like online and, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, just all these different avenues that we have, text messages even, you know, it's sometimes just the tone or the tone that people pick up on. But um, as Christians, we are always to stand towards the truth and always to stand for what's right, 100% unapologetic, all right? That's what we are here at Grace, but we need to do that with the gentleness and humility, and I think that's where we struggle. Um, so, end of the talk. Okay, now what we're actually going to be talking about today. Um, uh, I think it's kind of fitting, actually, that we are in this series called Zip It, where God is reminding us uh, week in and week out to watch our words and to watch what we say and how we say things um, with what's going on, you know, around us, with what happened just this week. And uh, this week for me, really throughout the last month as we've been going through this, the more I think about it, the more I realize that our words are so powerful. All right, our words carry a lot of weight. And once they leave your mouth, I mean, they're just like out there. Like you can't get them back. It, you, there's no redos and there's no do-overs. Even on like, even on social media, you know, those things that you type in and you press send it or you press, you know, post and it goes out there. I mean, even if you go back and delete it later, it's still out there. All right, you can't help who read it and who picked up on things you know, while it was there, and there's just nothing really that you can do. And I think that's why um, God tells us to watch what we say. And I think for a lot of us, I mean, I, well, I just don't think, I know for a lot of us, it is just so easy for us to complain and lie and tear people down, and, and we just use our words carelessly. We just throw things out there, not thinking about what our words are actually doing to people. And that's, um, well, that's really what I think so many of us would just benefit from if we just learned to zip it. You know, like some of us, it's like, if we could just learn to shut up, our lives would be a lot easier for us, right? Not only is it the right thing to do, I think our lives would get less complicated if we would just learn to stop talking, and it's just a huge problem for us. And so today, I want to look at a particular issue that we all face when it comes to how we use our words, and we're going to talk about gossip. Now, I'm a millennial, all right, that's okay. I know some people, everybody, you know, all the older generations look down on millennials, and the younger generations think they're better, and all this stuff. But what we do as millennials, when we're trying to look up a definition of what thing is, what something is, so like gossip, um, we 
we go to Urban Dictionary. So this is where I went this week. Um, this is how Urban Dictionary defines gossip, which is kind of hard to define, all right? I learned that this week. So um, gossip is something nasty people do when they are bored, have no life, or are really stupid. It's nasty because a lot of time you never hear about it and people are way too PC to admit and are nice to you to your face but spread nasty gossip behind your back. And you never know what happened when someone suddenly hates you for no reason or some people start threatening you for no reason. That's because some losers with no life or brain decided to gossip because they're too stupid to have any hobbies, a real social life, or any shred of conscience whatsoever. Basically, gossip is what happens before you get a knife in your back. So that's at least what Clueless Furball um, posted on there. And honestly, I don't, some, someone really hurt Clueless out there <laughs> at one point. But, um, but honestly, that's, that's a pretty close definition. I mean, that's actually kind of what gossip is. Basically, I think a definition that works 99.9% of the time is uh, gossip is talking negative about somebody when they're not around. And I think on the surface level, most of us, we hear that and we're like, oh, I don't do that much. I mean, yeah, maybe once in a while, but like it's not a big thing. But if you dig down just below the surface, like you like put any effort into thinking about how you might do that once in a while, I mean, you start realizing, you're like, dude, I do this all the time. Even between services, I just gave a message. I'm talking about gossip, and I'm talking with some friends, and we're, we're kind of joking around and stuff like this. And we're like, we're like catching ourselves in the middle of our sentences because it's like, <gasps> can't say that. Uh, it, is like, it just makes you change the way you talk. See, just like we talked about lying last week, we all gossip. So let's just get that out of the way. You are a gossiper. So turn to someone sitting next to you and say, you gossip all the time. Just do it real quick. All right. There you go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. This week... As I'm, uh, don't gossip about anybody while you're doing that, all right? I know some of you guys, there's way too much talking going on out there. You're probably already gossiping. But um, as I'm going through this this week and I'm like diving into God's word, which is what we all should be doing, and uh, I'm like looking up specifically gossip and what all the different things that God has to say about this one thing, gossip, um, I'm realizing that, uh, first of all, this happens to me sometimes just on certain subjects. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like the Holy Spirit just punches me in the soul, and it hurts. And it's just like, okay, okay, I do this a lot. I get it. You know, and so I'm hoping that today the Holy Spirit punches you in the soul, so I shouldn't have to be the only one um, this week. But uh, honestly, I think gossip is the number one most committed sin that we as Christians do. I don't think... I can't think of anything that we do that we do as much as gossip. Honestly, I think it could be easily, unless we just don't talk. Maybe you're somebody, you're just really quiet, you're awkwardly quiet, and you're just super shy. That might be a good thing for this particular thing, but that's bad for other things. But anyway, um, so I think for a lot of us, half of our conversations are actually gossip when you think about it. See, I think 99.9% of us are so stuck in the habit, including myself, of gossiping about others that we've silenced the conviction of the Holy Spirit in our life so many times that it's like we're immune to it, right? It doesn't even feel wrong anymore. We don't even realize that we're doing it. And as Christians, we're so good at it. 
All right, we are so good at gossip. We, what we do as Christians is we take little shots at each other. We're like, bam, throw this out there, just little darts of gossip, just, just little ones, all right, ones that, like, don't hurt that much. We just throw them out everywhere. And a lot of times what we do with gossip is we take gossip, which comes out of our mouth, and we wrap it really nice with a compliment, and we throw it out there. Um, something like, you know, so, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Uh, did, you, did you see the new car that they got? And you're like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a nice car. Man, that's a lot of debt. You know? You know, we do this. We wrap our gossip and we wrap um, a negative comment, we wrap it in a compliment. Or, hey, um, I like Jeff, right? Or, or I like AJ, but have you noticed how he does fill in the blank? That's so annoying, you know? Man, I, I can't stand how he does that. See, what's the point behind that sentence, right? It's not I like AJ. The point is how annoying AJ is. But I'm not going to talk to you about all that because I'll be gossiping. Just kidding. Where is AJ? Who knows? Okay. He's not here, so, yeah. Um, anyway, he's here somewhere. See, it's gossip. Like, it's a, it's a problem that we all do, and we are so used to doing it. See, some of us, like, it's like we don't know how to talk without gossiping. Because we've, we're so ingrained with talking negative about others behind their back. We're so ingrained about talking negative about others, period, that it's like how we connect with people. It's like the only way we know how to connect with people. It's just negative, little negative comments, little negative barbs here and there and just all over the place. It's just, and for us, it just doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal and it just doesn't feel like it hurts anybody, but here's God. He's going to come on the scene. This is what we're going to find out today. God says, oh no, that is a big deal. You better watch out. You need to watch what you say. Actually, God tells us that gossip is like poison that exits our mouth and it negatively affects everybody involved. And it's all over the Bible. I mean, example, uh, Proverbs 11 says, a gossip goes around revealing a secret, but a trustworthy person keeps a confidence. I mean, think about it. Here's God of the universe who cares about you, who died for you. I mean, he's telling you, he's saying, hey, as Christians, you guys need to know this. Um, you know that you can't trust someone who gossips, right? You know that? I mean, this is God saying this. He's saying, you can't trust a gossip. Like, you know that, right? Like, if someone gossips to you, just remember that they will gossip about you. And God's saying someone who gossips and talks negatively about people, like those aren't trustworthy people just in general. Like you can't trust them. You shouldn't trust them. In Proverbs 16, right, it says a contrary person spreads conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Here's God saying, he's saying, man, um, gossip is just one of those things that uh, it, it, it breaks apart relationships. It actually destroys relationships. It doesn't matter how close people are. And I'm sure probably Everybody in here, we've all had situations in our life where we've had relationships break, break apart because of something that somebody said about you. You don't like them anymore. 
You don't want to spend time with them anymore. It's something that just doesn't really get resolved. It's gossip. I mean, not only does gossip destroy our personal relationships, I mean, like as Christians, because I don't think we're good, you know, as Christians, we're bad at, at gossiping. Um, it breaks up churches. Like I've never heard of a church getting torn apart from a person who stole something. Like I've just never heard that. But I have heard of many churches that have been torn apart from gossiping, people talking, chit-chat here and there. We see this all over the Bible. I mean, Proverbs 20 says, don't even associate with gossipers. Don't even talk to them, is what God says. Proverbs 26 says, quarrels go away when you take gossip out of the equation. Like one of the, one of the, the key ingredients to fighting in our life is gossip. Proverbs 10 says, people who slander and gossip are just plain fools. Like God doesn't hold back. Uh, one of my favorite verses that God says is in Proverbs 18. It says, the words of a gossiper are like dainty morsels. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, um, how many of you guys like peanut M&Ms? Okay, this is just one of these snacks that, like, you open it up and it don't close until the bag's empty. Like, it, I, like it's just a problem for me. So I'll sit around. I don't even buy peanut M&Ms because I will sit down and eat all of these in one sitting, especially if I have a glass of milk and I'm in front of the TV, I don't even realize. I'm just popping them in, popping them in. It's so good. And I can't stop. I mean, you just kind of become addicted to them. Um, it's just, you know, just, it's just how it is. This is what God's saying. He's saying gossip is kind of the same way. See, when we're dishing it out and we're taking it in, it's, it's when we're talking about somebody negative and when we're listening to somebody talk about somebody negative. It's just we just like to hear it. Hey, someone comes up to you and says, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Did you hear about what happened at work? Did you hear about their money problems? Did you hear about their relationships falling apart? We're just like, what? <laughs> Tell me more. They did what? Are you serious? What? With who? That's not good. You know, we just start talking and talking and talking. Then what happened? Wow, I can't believe that. Man, that's messed up. Tell me more. We just want more and more and more. And for us, we're looking at it and we're like, okay, this little bit of knowledge, like information, this little thing, this little negative thing, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Just like this M&M is so small, it's like this is not, this doesn't seem like it should be that big of a deal in my life. But we keep eating and we keep taking and we take, take, keep taking it in over and over again. We keep eating it and eating it and we can't stop. And we reason with ourselves. Well, this is where us Christians, we are so good at doing this, right? We reason with ourselves and we think, well, this just isn't that big of a deal. Or I just have to get this off my chest. Remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, complaining and uh, how I, we, I, we mentioned or we talked about how venting is basically just a word that we use instead of the word complaining and it makes us feel better. Okay, like venting sounds therapeutic, you know? Like, there's just something about it. We're like, well, you know, we all have to vent. Otherwise, what happens? It just builds and builds and builds, and we explode. Like, like we got we to gotta let some of that stuff out once in a while. The Bible does not say that, okay? I'm just telling you. The Bible doesn't say that at all. Um, and so some of us, I think we hide behind the excuse of, well, I'm just venting. It's okay to get my frustrations out. I mean, it's how they are, so it's not my fault. Or they hurt me in this way. Some of us, what we do, all of us do this, is we even feel justified most of the time. Usually when we talk negative about somebody else, we do it so that we can feel validation. That's what we want. We want people around us to know, I'm hurting, 
I feel pain, and we want to hear with our, own, with our own ears from the person that we're talking to saying, wow, I can't believe they did that to you. You should be doing this. You should be upset. That's the right thing for you to do. It's funny, sometimes I hear, well, I mean, this, what I'm saying is nothing that I wouldn't say to their face. And I'm like, well, do it, Right? Like, that's the key thing. This is something that we as Christians need to remember. Christians don't talk about people. We talk to people. You get what I'm saying? All right, this is a key thing we got to understand. Christians talk to people, not about people. We see that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again in the Bible. Uh, Sometimes we hear people say, well, it's true, so here's the deal. Let me just... Explain this real quick. Gossip is not dependent on whether the information is true or not. Actually, it has nothing to do with it. Gossip can be either true or lies. It doesn't really matter if it's one or the other. It has nothing to do with what, if that, you know, just because it's true, it can still easily be gossip. See, whatever the excuse is, you know what they all have in common? They're all bad. They all are unacceptable to God. God tells us there is no good reason to gossip like ever, okay? It shouldn't ever happen, but it just tastes so good. And it's, for some reason, it's just so appealing to us. Like, think about this. Think of how sick this is. Think how sick we are. There is something about talking about someone's weaknesses that makes me feel good on the inside. Isn't that sick? Isn't that messed up? Like there's something just about talking about someone's weaknesses or the problems in their life that makes us feel good on the inside. And I think part of the reason is why it tastes so good is, you know, if we could talk about someone else's problems or issues or addictions or their bad marriage or whatever it might be, then I don't have to talk about mine. Then I don't have to feel mine. I don't have to think about Mine. In fact, I can look at theirs and I can get validation from the person that I'm, that I'm talking to saying, wow, they have this problem, this problem, this addiction, and this is going on, and this is going on. And when we do that, what it ends up happening within ourselves, in our mind, is it starts elevating us above them. We get elevated in our minds. We, get, we become better people, in a sense, by pushing those people down. It is messed up. And the Bible tells us we should never ever do that, but we do it to make ourselves feel a little better, and it makes us wanting want more, dainty morsels, makes us just want more and more and more. Again, it's just like eating these M&Ms, right? Now, M&Ms, I'm assuming, I don't know, um, aren't good for you, right? <laughs> like, I'm assuming that's probably a safe statement to say, like, if this is all that I ate, M&Ms, Probably wouldn't be the best diet for me, although high in protein, right? It does have a peanut in there, at least half of one. <laughs> half of one, I would, or a quarter, I don't know. It's pretty small. But, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not good for us. And eventually, if this is all that I was eating, I'm assuming that I would gain weight, right? Like, it's just, it's just what would happen. Not only would I gain weight, but my, my teeth would start rotting. And we've all heard the saying, like, a moment on your lips Forever on your hips. Yeah, these, too many of these is bad. 
right? It sticks around. It's not something that just goes away on its own. You got to like work it out. And it messes you up from the inside. See, God's saying that gossip is just like these M&Ms for me. It's just, it's just these little dainty morsels. It's just these little things that just doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And it does the same thing to it when we speak it and when we listen to it is it rots us from the inside out. These stick around. Doesn't go away. It sticks to you on the inside. Now, I know what some of you guys are thinking because I thought the same stuff. I was trying to come up with every loophole I could possibly come up with this week because I'm like, I don't know if this should count. Like, I don't know about this. Like, some of you guys are thinking, so I don't know. What are you saying? Like, I shouldn't talk to anybody? You're saying, I like, what about advice? Doesn't the Bible tell us, you know, we think, like, for me this week, I'm like, oh, advice. I got God. What about advice, God? You know, huh? What about that? Don't you tell us to go for advice? How do we, how do we try to get advice when, uh, without, you know, especially when it's a negative situation that involves somebody else? How do I go to a person to try to get advice from them um, involving somebody else without talking negative about somebody else? So I'm like, I'm like, try, I'm like wrestling with God about this this week. Some practical questions that I came up with. First of all, let me just point out, um, for many of us, when we go to seek advice, we're just gossiping, all right? We don't even care about the advice. We want to vent and we want to push that person down, okay? That's the sole reason why we're doing it. It's not for good reasons, it's for bad reasons. And really, what, um, when we go for advice, what, how we determine whether that's gossip or not, it's really a heart issue. But for a lot of us, I don't want to just leave that out there because I think for a lot of us, we look at our heart, we're like, oh, I'm doing this for good reasons. And we're not because our hearts are evil and our hearts deceive us all the time, okay? You and me, it's just how we are because um, we all are messed up, jacked up, horrible, terrible people. It's just how we are. Um, so here's some questions that I think you could ask yourself. Practical questions. This is what I, this for me, this is just what I need. I need something practical. Like, okay, just tell me what to do, you know? What about this? When you're going to seek advice, okay, do you try to keep the other person's name a secret? Not usually, probably, right? Some of us, I mean, for a lot of us, probably most of the times, it's like the first thing that we're saying. We're like, A.J. Lewis did, you know, it's like the first thing that we say, you know, it's the first thing we complain about. Okay, what about this, all right? So if you're, if you're constantly, you know, if you're mentioning that person's name, that's probably an issue because then you're talking about that person. Maybe you should just be describing the situation. All right, what about this? How's your tone of voice? Tone of voice is huge, right? Are you humble or are you frustrated and looking for justification? Because if you're frustrated and you're looking for justification as you're looking for advice, it's probably gossip. It's just how it is. All right, what about this question? Have you talked to God about it first? All right, what about this? Maybe you're a super Christian. You're like, oh, yeah, I prayed about it once. Got that check, check mark there. Have you spent more time talking about it to God than you are with this other person? Like, where are you seeking advice from? Are you going to God for advice first, or are you going to your friend? See, gossip's all around us. We try to justify it, and usually, you know, that fails miserably. See, the Bible says gossip is one of those things, again, that rots us from the inside, and it tears us apart, and it fuels fighting between people, and we all do it throughout the day, and most of us, we, all of us, we don't even realize when we're doing it. So the question comes, the question comes up, how do we stop? 
How do we stop this? This thing, this habit that we're stuck in for so long, you know, for years and years and years. How do we stop that? God actually has an answer for it. And this is what he tells us to do. He's like, here's what you do. All right, it's as simple as this in Ephesians 4. He says, just don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Just don't do it. This word in the original language in the Greek um, called for unwholesome talk, it actually is a, it's a, it's kind of a unique word. Um, it ta- it's really a word that means like rot. It's a word used to describe like rotting fish or diseased fish. Like this is nasty. That's how God describes our words, all right, or a lot of our words that come out of our mouth. That's how God describes like, like gossip. And it actually has a dual meaning when it comes to rotting. Um, it's actually more of a, it's like it, it, the, the meaning of this word, it, it, uh, it talks about kind of the ugliness of what rot looks like. But it also is talking about the uselessness of rot in general. So not only is it talking about our ugly words, but it's also talking about how our words are just completely useless. They're worthless. They're not worth anything. They just cause problems. And so he's saying, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Now, real quick, notice this word right here, let. I thought it was kind of interesting this week as I'm like diving in. I'm like, why didn't you just say, just don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say those words. Don't say the gossip, all right? You keep that down. He doesn't say, he says, just don't let. It's almost this imagery of like, of like a, a gatekeeper at your mouth. It's like, whoa, don't let those words out. You know, we all are messed, I mean, we all have messed up thinking, right? We all think things that a lot of times we catch, and we're so thankful we catch them before they just leave. You know what I'm talking about? All right? You think it, you don't say it. You guys with me? Yeah, you guys are bad people just like me. Okay. <laughs> we do that. Um, he's saying it's like we need a gatekeeper. It's like these words that form in our mind. It's like they begin to rush the gate. And, he's, and this is what God's saying. He's saying, hey, you need to stop those words from getting out. Don't let them out. Don't let them leak out. Don't let any get out. All right. You need to be careful. Otherwise, they will leak out of your mouth. I remember the first week, a few weeks ago, um, we were talking about how words are so powerful and how words just carry a lot of, of weight. And again, uh, uh, every single one of us, we've been positively, positively impacted by words in our lives, but people have said to us, and we've been severely negatively impacted by words that people have said about us. And so here, this is kind of the weight that we see in this verse. It's, hey, your words don't just say something. I mean, your words do something. Right? Your mouth says it, their ears hear it, their brain believes it, their heart feels it. Like that's just, that's just how it works. Words just, they just like pierce you all the way to your heart. And so here's God saying, hey, because of that, because words are so powerful, because they can do so much damage, you got to watch what you say. And especially with gossip, don't let it out of your mouth. Do not let that gossip lose. Instead, your mouth should be speaking what only is helpful for building others up according to their needs. By the way, can I just point this out? It doesn't say your needs. Their needs. That throws venting right out the window. Sorry, guys. All right? Building others up. This is all that should come out of our mouth. All right? There's no exceptions here. The word only. He says only this. Nothing else. 
No other talk except for words that is helpful for building others up according to their needs, not our needs, and that it also may benefit those who we are talking to or those who are listening. See, this is what God's showing us. God's saying, hey, every single conversation that we engage in throughout our life all right, is either constructive or destructive. It's kind of like this hammer, right? Hammer's got two sides. With one side of the hammer, we construct all right, this isn't complicated. We build things up. We take materials, we put things together, and we can build, you know, whatever we put our mind to within reason, I guess. Um, we, you know, we build things up with a hammer. But this same hammer has another side to it. And this side is used to destruct. This side undoes what we have built together or undoes what we have, what has been construction. This thing, this, this side, it pulls things apart. That's what our mouth does too. This is what our words do. We either build people up or we gossip about them and we tear people down. Right? It's not just the words that we say either. It's the things that we type. Right? It's the things that we post. It's our thoughts. When we put them down on paper, we put them on the screen. It's an issue. See, gossip is, I'm strong because they're weak. The Bible is completely opposite. God says the exact opposite. The gospel is the opposite. The gospel is, no, 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 I'm weak, but he's strong. See, as Christians, we got to live differently. We have to live differently. If, like, if we could just control our words, like throughout the last four weeks, we've been looking at all these different things that we do that's wrong. Like if we could just control our words, it would change the community around us. Like people will notice we will be different, not in a weird way. Okay, some of us, we already got that covered. All right, we'd be different in a, in a good way. And so I just want to challenge us as a church family here this morning. Like the next time that you're with that friend or coworker or even your husband or wife, Check yourself. Think twice about your words. Or next time your friend, a coworker, spouse, your brother, your sister, all right, whatever it might be, next time they come up to you and they say something like, now don't repeat this. Or, hey, don't tell anyone. Or I shouldn't say this, but. Or, hey, you didn't hear this from me. Or they come up and they simply start talking negative about someone who's not there. Like, your job as a Christian is, according to the Bible, is to leave, is to get out, is to change the subject. We are not even to entertain gossip in our life. See, we all want to justify. We all want to make excuses for why gossip is okay this time at this place or what's going on in our situation. Maybe you're sitting there and you have questions that are run through your head and scenarios. You're like, what about this? What about that? You know, does this count or this? Here, here's how we figure this out. Okay, this is what I'm leaving you with. This is how we figure out if what we just said, which is too late at that point, or what we're about to say is gossip. Ask yourself what God says here. Are you, is the words that you're about to say, are they helpful for building others up? Because if they're not, it's wrong. That's gossip. All right, is it helpful for building others up? Am I portraying this person that I'm talking about in positive light? But not only that, is it also a benefit to the person that I'm talking to? See, it's got to be both. Not only am I building this person up, but it also needs to be a benefit to the person I'm talking 
about that too. Now that I feel like is a little difficult to run through our minds. Like that's a big filter. Like that should filter out a ton of stuff. Right? That should make us zip it a lot of times. You know, that make that should make us shut up a lot more. Um, if you want it easy and that's too complicated for you, you know what you can do that's like way super easy? Just don't talk about someone when they aren't when they aren't there. That's all you gotta do. Just don't talk about somebody when they're not there. Then you don't even have to think about, well, is this right? Is this wrong? Is this okay? Am I doing it wrong? You know, you don't have to worry about it. It's the easiest thing to do. I want to leave you with one thing that Jesus said. Um, I'm going to leave you with this because this is harsh. <laughs> um, one time Jesus, he's talking to the, a bunch of religious people. Okay, he's having a conversation with them. They're kind of going back and forth. And these people are better than me and you, all right, when it comes to doing good stuff. Right, these people, they knew their Bibles better than any of us know our Bibles. Uh, these people had stuff memorized. I mean, these people had rules for rules for rules. So they wouldn't even come close to breaking what God wants them to do or breaking God's law. This is what Jesus tells them. He says, I tell you that on the day of judgment, which, by the way, is coming for you and me, it's in our future. That should freak you out a little bit. Let it. He says, if I tell you that on the day of, he says, I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to account for every careless word they speak. Now, if you're a Christian in here, that verse should bother you. Here's God of the universe, Jesus, using his own words, saying, hey, I'm just letting you guys know. If you haven't thought about this yet, I just want you to remember that someday you're going to stand before God and he's going to judge you. And you might think that, yeah, I've lived a pretty good life or everything's pretty good. But Jesus is like, God's kind of nitpicky here. Um, he's going to judge you on every careless word that's let out of your mouth. Let's pray. Dear God, we um, thank you for these words. Man, God, these, this is hard stuff. We are not good at not gossiping. I mean, it's just, it's just like ingrained in us. It's just a habit. Like we're just so stuck on this. And God, we, uh, we ask for your help. I don't think we can do this without your help. We can't remove it from our life we, with, just by ourselves. I mean, we need you. And God, we ask that you would help us at least do what you do best and point out areas in your life and point it out when we're talking to people about what we shouldn't say and what we should. Help us to be a people and be a church here in Tiffin, Ohio, that we would be everything that comes out of our mouth is only what's good for building others up. Not for our benefit, but for theirs. Not for our needs, but their needs. Man, God, that's tough. But we need your help on this. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.